and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to all 39 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and as always with me... Your lovely co-host, Mira. That was a good intro. Yeah, we did a great job there. Got it in one. I've been telling you, this is the year that our podcast is good. Well, in order to do that... We need to make sure the rest of the episode is as good as that intro was. We can do it. I have faith in us. I, I, have, I have a lot of faith in this episode because I already know what theme I want. You were very adamant about it. You, you made it very clear what you wanted to be talking about today. And listen, that sort of energy, I can only applaud and say, yes, bring it. Let's go. I want to talk mostly... About the only thing I my brain has been able to think about for the past like day and a half now, which is the Lil Nas X video for Montego Call Me by Your Name. Montero. Montero? Shit, I already got it. It's not Beach Boys. Aruba, Jamaica. Call me by your name. Right. This video is so good. Your boy starts out as Adam, fucks a snake. He's put on trial for fucking a snake. He's put on trial for fucking a snake. Gets killed by butt plugging. Essentially. Essentially. They throw a butt plug at his head and he dies. Ascends to heaven, but then pole dances down a hell. To fuck Satan. I don't know why I'm recapping this video. We've all seen it. And if you haven't... We're all talking about it. And if you haven't, we cannot possibly do it justice. It is great. Now, I must say, you you you, you linked me this video and were like, watch this. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Because uh, I love Lil Nas X. He's I, I great. Love like, him. his energy is just... Impeccable. I um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Old Town Road when it came out, but like the second I started following him on Twitter and like seeing what he was like as a person, I was like, yes, yes, yes. So I watch it, and this entire time I'm just thinking like, oh yeah, these are some sick visuals. This rules. This is great. And I get to the end, and my only thoughts are just like, yeah, that was awesome. That was sick. It's only a couple of hours later that I realize that, of course, there's going to be huge outrage over this video, but I had not conceived that. I thought I just watched a really creative, really interesting video, and then hours later I was like, oh, yeah, no, of course he's gay and that's going to be like a whole thing. <laughs> you had uh, the, like, the Hannibal yes. Buress juggling. I was <laughs> so happy. <laughs> What's the Hannibal Buress one? Like, apple juice? hater yeah like i bought apple juice and i was so happy to have apple juice. there was a great deal on apple juice yeah, and the cashier and looked at me dirty and i thought like this man must be an apple juice hater <laughs> I was so ecstatic about the apple juice that i forgot i lived in a world where racism existed yeah and it's the same like i was so ecstatic about this video that i thought like the only reason you could like not like it is because i don't know you're afraid of snakes and you don't want to see the snake um no I- it turns out that of course doing like a lot of biblical references as a gay black man uh with like close-ups of your crotch that's oh, gonna cr- get some people that's gonna get shot, some people though. riled up it's so good though because calling it call me by your name is you know a reference to call me by your name a movie i haven't seen and a book i haven't read i saw such a good tweet about it too like i this is a eurovision podcast um one of those tweets that like my child said this smart thing you sure, know but yeah. like i told my my kid like oh yeah people are scared that this video is going to turn their kids gay and he said well, couldn't we then just watch a Megan Thee Stallion video to turn us straight again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it, we are living in a bisexual wonderland. Yeah, like... There's so many hot people. Like, we're getting horny again, and it's all just made for me. I'm just, it's just, it fucking rules as a gay man to be, to show your sexuality in, in that way with those visuals. Of. When we were, when we <laughs> were teens, all we had was glee. I was like 20 when that shit aired, okay? Uh, <laughs> not true. You're two years older. Oh, God. Wait, no. I was into Glee when I was 
14, 15. You could not have been 20. Probably I've not. I have now admitted on this show that I was into Glee. Please forgive me, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've said it before. Um, but no, the point just being like, you know, he fucks the snake, uh, gets put on trial because, you know, you, you have sex with a man once and everyone wants to judge you. Yeah. Uh, you get put on trial and murdered. The and then fucking, he like, is sent to crowd? hell. The, like, the statue yes, crowd sick. is so cool. That's, like, straight out of my nightmares, but it's not, so like, good. the glitter people in Spain's music video from last yes, year. Yes, yes. In Universo, we had, like, the glitter people. We Hated. talked about how we, we, we... So scary. ...understood what that was, but it was scary for not, no intent, like, not the intended reason. Yeah. Statue people in Call Me By Your Name. Yes. Absolutely terrifying, but, like... So good. But then sending him to hell, where he seduces the devil so good that he kills the devil and becomes him. It's just like... Not even sending him to hell. He he is sent to heaven because he hasn't actually done anything wrong. Right. But then he chooses to go to hell. So it's like, the, so it's like oh, this is the, the gay absolute, fucking yes, experience. The morality like, of the vi- that the video like tells us is... He wouldn't deserve to be sent to hell. He didn't actually do anything wrong. It is the 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 the, yeah. the judgment of these people to kill him. But what happens after that is not of anyone's judgment, but it is of his, his personal choice. His personal choice and like absolute fucking power. And it's just the 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 power and everything in it is just it's, it's I, so tasty. It's so good to analyze. That is the good shit. Also, he's just really hot. He's really yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm so happy that these things exist. When we last recorded, you showed me the list of themes you had, and one of the themes is I can be your angel or your devil. The theme is demons and angels all in one have arrived, which of course is a reference to... Lil Nas X. No. Um, what? No, demons and angels in one have arrived is is a lyric from... Sounds like some Sufjan Stevens shit. It's a lyric from Hard Rock Hallelujah. We're doing a Eurovision <laughs> featuring podcast. Featuring Stevens. Lordy featuring Sufjan Stevens <laughs> is Hard Rock Hallelujah. Um, I would I would listen to this. I now now that we've breathed that into existence, I am absolutely <laughs> devastated yeah. that it's not real. <laughs> You are right. We can be your uh, angle or we can be your devil. Um, so what is the angle that you'd like to approach this from? You would said, oh, it's from Hard Rock Hallelujah. So is the theme hard rock or is the theme angels and devils? The, the theme is um, uh, Demons and Angels starring Tom Hanks, uh, the sequel to The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Jesus. No, it's not. The a book I have read. <laughs> uh, a book I have pretended to read for a book <laughs> report. Um, no, the theme is demons and angels. Um, I, the lyric from Hard Rock Hallelujah seemed apt because, you know, yeah. Lordy are monsters. They presented themselves as monsters. They won with a song called Hard Rock Hallelujah. But of course, a song called Hallelujah had won uh, in, in the... Uh, uh, 77 for Israel, uh, Galiatari and the Milk and Honey. We, we, we hallelujah, remember, beautiful yeah. song. Um, so, like, Hard Rock Hallelujah was always not really, but kind of a commentary on Hallelujah for just being, like, not like the, the spirit of togetherness and the positive Hallelujah song, but, like, we're the monsters here on stage, and our song for Eurovision is called Hard rock hallelujah. <laughs> it's so, it's so fun. fucking funny. Lordy is is hilarious, but it's simultaneously just like such a good, good Eurovision performance. So give me the most hard rock song. Oh of the no, list we have right no now. hard rock here. Oh, come on. We have demons and we have angels. Sorry for making this so confusing. Um, if you thought you were listening to a good podcast, we're gonna get to the songs any minute now. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh god. <laughs> I dream of love. I do. I just wish they sent that again. Okay, well let's let's go there. So Last, my favorite uh, in 2019, uh, Roko sang the dream for Croatia. Yes, for Croatia. We have a song that is some- really. <laughs> okay. He was dressed as an angel. 
Uh, is the most important part. He was dressed as an angel, and then, like, it's kind of Lil Nas X avant la lettre. Sure. Because, like, the sexiest gay gold angels came down from the ceiling and, like, did uh, did a gay angel dance, and it made my entire year. Anyone who knows me knows I love Catholic imagery. Yes. Especially when it's made sexual. I would like to start with not quite sexual, um, but Catholic imagery to be sure. Uh, Our first song is called Amen. Oh my god, gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, this is so tasty. Uh, It is being brought to us by Anna Soklic for Slovenia. She was here last year with Voda. Yes. Uh, You know, a big sweeping ballad that really showed up her voice. Um, they wrote a new song for her. She has a writing credit on this one. And most importantly, there's a writing credit on this one for Charlie Mason, uh, who has written several Eurovision songs before, one of which is The Dream by Rocco. Oh my god. So we've got ourselves a little connection here. So without further ado, let's dive into our first song of the episode. This is Anna Soklic for Slovenia with Amen. Why does it end, like, with red lighting and her, like... Trying to lure you out of hiding, yeah. Yeah, it's like, do you want me to fuck the devil? Hey, child, why are you, why are you cowering? What is it? Why are you hiding from the light? Why cowering you... in fright. Sure. Um, I was so distracted by the jumpsuit, because it's the worst fit I've ever seen. It's like, they're trying to have... A high waist and a low waist, mm-hmm. like trying to have have it all, but like <laughs> it just looks so weird. And she keeps moving her hips, yeah. So just she's drawing constantly drawing attention to the to worst fitting part of her outfit. Yeah, it looks so weird, almost deliberately. So, so that was a lot. Uh, that was distracting. That was distracting to me, and it was very easy to be distracted from this song because um, it, it was really very good, was it? It's got this. It sort has of, moments. It has moments. It's got this sort of. You know, it's, it's a rousing ballad, you know. It's, it's it not feels quite so formulaic. Yes, exactly. It's not quite anthemic. It doesn't make you want to sing along. But, you know, a hallelujah is very, like, okay, gospel, we get it. Um, it really is, like, yeah, formulaic, like, color by numbers. Like, we know that this is what, like, a hallelujah ballad is supposed to sound like, so we're gonna make it sound like that, but we're not gonna yeah. add anything interesting. It's especially painful because I think Voda was, you know, showed, showed, showed off Anna's voice, was in Slovenian, so it just had a lot of, like... It, it, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the most original song, but it just felt a lot more genuine. Um, like she it is an amazing singer, though. I mean, that's the what thing. The Her voice is incredible. She, she, the, she sounds fantastic. It's just a shame that, once again, Charlie Mason has committed a hate crime with these lyrics. Give them to me. It's genuinely... A shame that Anna Sokolich is so talented because I think this is the worst song I've ever heard. Oh, strong statements. It is. I feel so conflicted because I can tell she's great. And I think this is not in without a chance of like making it to the Saturday just on the merits of her performance. If she wears like, you know, an outfit that's not garbage, then her presence, her voice can carry her a long way. Yeah. She can even have wet hair. Like, she kind of made the wet hair look The wet work. look, yeah. yeah. It's funny because her song last year was Voda, which is Slovenian for water. Ooh. I don't remember if she had the wet look in that, actually. She makes it work, though. Yeah. She kind of has that vibe of, like, um... 
Sally and Third Rock from this song. Yeah, you said that last time too. Yeah. <laughs> because it's true. She kind of <laughs> looks like uh, that actress. Uh, Charlie Mason has written multiple songs for Eurovision before uh, La More Femina, for uh, Nina Zilli, uh, for Italy, which had some English lyrics, which uh, he was responsible for. He wrote uh, Rise Like a Phoenix. Holy shit. Beauty Never Lies. Ugh. The Dream and Here for You, which all are like, you know, fine songs, but once you put them in perspective, have a very similar sort of theme and and tone to them. They all are songs of like, you know, perseverance and overcoming uh, hardships, mm-hmm. right? That seem to genuinely really revel in the bad part of that. Very Catholic is what you mean. Like, Rise Like a Phoenix is gorgeous, but Conchita Wurst is is waking in the rubble, walking over glass, and that's, like, metaphorical. Like, that paints a picture. And that is fine. But then you get to, you get to Amen at the end of that list, and in, in what I think is meant to be, like, you know, an uplifting hallelujah, we're glorious. That's That's the chorus. Yeah. You'd think, like, okay, this is meant to be, like, uplifting, I'm here for you. The lyrics are, why are you hiding from the light? Why are you cowering in fright? Garbage. You'll be beaten and bruised. You'll be scarred unto your core. But it's gonna make you who you are. That's such a bad message. And that is genuinely the most upsetting thing I have ever ever heard that that upset me so much when i first heard it because i was just like you can't you can't you can't can't genuinely mean this as like the intended lyric for your song i mean it's it's so catholic like the suffering like the fetishization of suffering is i mean what catholicism okay but it's literally not about you know the catholic suffering this is this, this is, is yeah. It's not about this. Is how like how graphically Jesus suffered for you. No, it's like no, you're gonna suffer and you're gonna be. Which a- you know, it's a song for Eurovision with lyrics by Charlie Mason. I know this is a song for the gays, which means that what that says is, yeah, you are going to be gay bashed. Yes, you are gonna have hate crimes done again against you. <laughs> But that's going to make you who you are. That is a necessary part of your growth, is to be beaten and bruised. It's gross. It's so, so, so disgusting. And it's, you know, oh, but we've got a you've, you've got a, an intimidating blonde woman singing it, so it's all good then. Yas Queen. Right, like, what am I supposed to do with that? It's from the fucking Tamara Tedeska school of... Girl, it's just not, it's just not reading the way it should be read. And yet I don't think anyone else is really like, you know, putting the critical eye to it the way that they should, because it's, it's genuinely, I genuinely am getting upset just at it. Yeah, I mean, and it's also just a half-assed, you know, Oh yeah, just musically it's like, musically eh, it's half-assed. I I was watching that just thinking, God, I wish I was watching, um, holy, holy. Like a real, like, gospel, real church music. Yeah, but I, I, I have to recommend that song now. What's it called? Uh, that, that's We Magnify Your Name, sung by Lucrezia Campbell. Lucrezia Campbell, like, amazing. It's so good. She gets into, like, the whistle tones there at the end. It, it's incredible. It's so um, powerful. I usually, she did, like... I usually don't do, like, show notes, but I might have to put that in the show notes just to give to. you the video, because it's incredible. I think that's one of my favorite songs that I've, like, quote-unquote, discovered the last couple of years, because it's just... It, it does lift me up it's, every time I think it's, it's of a it. Genuine, it's like, so fun. It's a genuine, like, five-minute uh, religious performance uh, by, a, you know, a black singer. It's very gospel. Um, There's and it an just, entire gospel choir yes, behind her. Yes, and it's her. just it's such a vocal, uh, stunning a performance. wall of sound yeah. from the choir, and then she just... Oh, it's so good. It's my favorite music 
like experience. Uh, I'm gonna put a YouTube the past link. Five years. I'm gonna put a YouTube link in the episode description. So yeah, that's not this. No, that's not this. I just wanted to mention also, just, you know, in the same line, second verse says, Hey child, the fear will never go away. Might as well accept it now. Learn to persevere. Oh, learn to count your blessings down. Greet the future with amen. It's just like, huh? what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that really just sounds like stay in the closet. Yes! It's like, Charlie Mason, you're doing a hate crime. This is a hate crime, it feels like. I'm just, I, I can't. Where's Charlie Mason from? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I, but it's just, it pains me because she's great. Like, I, I can tell, like, she's got Fantastic. such a good voice. But the song is just like, blah, don't, blah, blah, don't give it to her. Don't have her have it. Throw it give out. Give her a different song. Have her sing We Magnify Your Name. I'd love to see her take on it. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a real, real fucking shame. <laughs> it's, it's just You're a shame so that makes me so angry. Uh, we should go to a completely different song. Yes! We should go to a, like, a, a song that shares no DNA with this at all. Demons, demons, demons. Or we could go to Austria, where Vincent Bueno is returning. Uh, he sang Alive last year. You make me feel alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a little oh, yeah, matchbox, yeah. right? He's a little match. All he needs is a little spark. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just had Anna Sucklidge. Um, we're going to go uh, right... We're going to just jump straight over to uh, Austria, where Vincent Bueno is singing... Amen. Also. Also, yeah. This is just the same yeah, song. Also singing Amen. He's just also singing it. He's also singing the exact same song. They sold the song to two countries at the same time, um, and now they're both singing it. They offered it to two countries, uh, thinking only one of them would want it, but then, yeah, they both bought it. Uh, yeah, it's like a real Cleopatra situation. Um, for now, uh, we're going to Austria, where Vincent Bueno is singing Amen. Matchbox to being in a little matchbox. Like he was stuck in a little matchbox. Like we all are. This song didn't grab me right away because I was like, oh no. Yeah. This is, ugh, another. Like, he did a really fun song last time and then now it's like, oh, now he's doing the ballad. Yeah. Ugh. ugh. I hate it when this happens. But then he fucking <laughs> sells me on it. I. Yeah. Absolutely. He goes he goes hard and he sells it and he's mwah. This is how you sell a song. Like I believe that he believes it. Absolutely. And that is good stuff. I mean, for as much as we kind of I feel like we really liked Alive, right? Yeah. Um, and for yeah, for as much as we vibed to that, I don't feel like it ever really took off. Um, with, you know, the fans. In a way that this has actually taken off a lot faster. This is, to me, and I think to a lot of people, the superior amen. Which, I mean, I never thought I'd say that, because um, who would have fucking expected two songs called Amen in a single Eurovision? Sure, a song called Warrior. Maybe we can get two of those. Time? Sure. Amen? No, I think I think it's not as likely as a time or a warrior. Shine, shine was one that there were two. Uh, was it there also a year where there was a song? There was also time to shine one time. That's great. Where there was a song that was the same word, but one of them was in a different language. I seem uh, to remember uh, well, something like that. Uh, sure. Uh, I couldn't tell you that from the top of my head, but I'm sure it has happened. There was a fire at the same time as Fuego. No, <laughs> no, there was. <laughs> yeah, like, but it might have been something, something like that. Something like yeah. that. I think sometimes we run into uh, a problem on the podcast where there's, where it's not clear what there is to talk about, you know? Uh, <laughs> where it's just a competent song that does get us, but I mean, I do... Mm, Sure, I'm listening. The, the pants. Yeah. That that could have been a theme, apparently. Just bad pants. 
<laughs> so far, both Amens yeah, no, have right. had like questionable tasting pattern. Again, like the early two thousands are coming back. I hadn't even noticed the pants until you pointed them out because I've not been like watching this video a lot. Um, that's it. I like. I even like. You know, it's silly. Yes, he's in a little box and it gets bigger. But like, you know, emotionally, you understand what's happening there. He's At the end, he's so happy to be out of the box. Yeah, well, you like you see him basically make like a fist pump as he walks out onto like the balcony overlooking the city. He's like, "Yes, I got out!" Uh, like he finished the escape room. It's um, so good. It's so cute. <laughs> So he, pre cute. he pressed the hint button and the bird came in through the window, told him how <laughs> to get uh, to the next clue of the escape room. That bird was some terrible CGI. If yeah, I see, saw but it. even that to me is like really charming. Yeah. The bird like comes in on the window very animated and the window also just like the, the window sill digitally appears and then the window shows up and it's all like very artificial because the only thing you can focus on in a white room with him wearing black is yeah this window sill appearing and then this black bird that sort of like artifice of it adds another level of charm to me I think weirdly there's just a lot here that I genuinely really like oh yeah same um <laughs> I like that the, the 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 lyric that starts the song off is Amen, I guess. <laughs> it's just like, okay, like you genuinely have me from the start with that. That is some musical theater yeah, level musical like, theater oh, shit. you have me. Which is fitting because he's been in musicals. Which musicals has he been in? You asked me the one thing I haven't actually researched. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, well, no, hold on. I said he was in musicals, but he was in the Austrian TV show Musical D Show, which was like a musical-themed talent show. So I'm not sure if he's actually been in any musicals after that. Um, the point being, he has a very, like, musical theater sort of sensibility that really works for this song, that really helps him sell it. And yeah, just the core premise of it being, like, you know, an amen as, like... It's the same as Anna Sokolich's. Amen is, like, you know, let it be so. It is thus, is... So say we all. So say we all is amen. For Anna Sokolich, the amen means this is the status quo. This is going to happen. We're going to have to, like, face that and let it be something that fuels us, which in theory works as a, like, works as an idea for a song, but then once you write it out, becomes really hateful. In Vincent Bueno's case, it's this relationship has ended mm -hmm. and... Amen. Like, I can't do anything. Like the but... fucking like 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 your soliloquy for the relationship is just to say amen. I guess it's over. Is this what you wanted? It's just the whole like the whole questioning of like can I do more about this and wanting to do more about that and knowing that the best thing to do is to accept the way things are is way more interesting and really fits that like thematically to me. You really go deep on like the poetic meaning of these songs. I really love that. <laughs> yeah, no, when when I care, I'm like, no, I uh, yeah, when I care, I really go onto like the meaning because sadly it is still rare that a Eurovision song <laughs> inspires this level of thought. Not to say like, oh, this is a deep lyrical masterpiece. No, but there is something here to like take on, and there's a direct comparison to be made between, like, different approaches to a similar, you know, feeling. This wasn't, this wasn't funny, but it is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Story of your life. You were going to say something. I was going to say, I was going to jump off you saying different approach, and I was going to say, let's take a different approach to a new song. Okay, we can get there somehow. No, we've gotten there. We've passed it. We have to say amen to the bit. Uh, amen. Let it be so. Uh, we'll go to the next song. Is this what you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, our next song is coming to us from Norway, where the Norwegian uh, Melody Grand Prix saw a lot of interesting songs, a lot of interesting acts. Please tell me this is going to be Demons. Uh, but was eventually won by um, what was kind of a foregone conclusion, really, because 
uh, the winner already had, like, something of a career in Norway and had, like, you know, fans. Um, which is not to say that there weren't, like, real genuine other contestants in the national final. As always, uh, the Norwegian Melody Grand Prix uses the worst possible national final format I've ever seen on television, but that's neither here nor there. And it left some uh, some songs by the wayside. And most importantly, 2019 Televote winners Kaino were yes! in the national selection no! and were beat out by... Kaino was beat out? Yeah. They came second. By some demons. To Tix. Tix? Who is performing Fallen Angel. If if this person is not in a full Lucifer costume, I'm not interested. (laughs) Now, Tix is a pseudonym for Andreas Haukeland. It's a nickname that he got uh, when he was younger uh, based on the the nervous tics that he had uh, because he has Tourette's syndrome. Uh, So the kids would call him tics. And he ended up like taking that on as the persona tics. Very cool. Which is very cool. Um, I I thought maybe it was because he spent a lot of time running around in tall grass wearing short shorts. (laughs) But this is a cooler explanation. Know that before any Eurovision song, the commentator only has like 30 seconds to introduce the artist. So I think that's about the extent of what I would be able to say uh, before the song. Okay. Right? Like, like sometimes I'll, I'll say too much before showing you a song. And right. I'll be introducing an artist too much. But the point is, at Eurovision, like, your, your commentator on the TV has, like, 30 seconds during the postcard to tell you about the song and tell you about the artist. So I think, I think the story of the name ticks is what is interesting to commentators. And I think a lot of them, if they know, will choose that part of the story to tell. For Norway, this is Ticks and Fallen Angel. This is a level of betrayal. <laughs> On the level of, or even worse than, alcohol you. Okay. Worse than because you just told me we could have had Kano instead of this. Yeah, see, I shouldn't have told you that. You shouldn't have told me that, because it opens and there's, like, cool demons and he has big angel wings. And then the song is just shit. It's shit in it. It's so... I hate this so much. Oh, interesting. I hate this so okay, much. Okay, I wasn't sure where you were going to land on this, really. I, I, I genuinely wasn't sure where you were going to land on this. Uh, firmly on the side of I hate this. I hate it even more because it uses, like, angel demon iconography, which I love when done well. Yeah. If the demons let go of the chains to do, like, a dil- little dance around him, and it has no, like impact on the story of the choreography then they like pick them back up and i'm just like you didn't even like twist him around in the chains no because he's not going through a conflict he's just standing on his little box standing on his little box box. lifting up his stupid jewelry like i I hate him there's like you know there's like a whole joke with the jewelry but it's like that that doesn't matter all i'm seeing is this here Right, like yeah, like hey Taylor Swift, I don't know your entire backstory. Sure, it's that, it's that. Like, like I don't know your backstory. I don't follow you on which, which Instagram is, or whatever. I which don't is know your. Which beats. is basically what I was like. I can't go explaining all of this before the song because I also don't get it because I'm not Norwegian. I haven't followed Tix's career enough to understand where this fits into his trajectory of songs. He started out making more like party music that was very you know like self-centered and uh sounds like it was probably more fun than this and you know felt that that takes the persona was overtaking andreas the 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 shy kid and there's just like this this big part party uh atmosphere around takes that he wanted to like you know turn into a more uh emotional thing i don't think so it's he turned this. into this no but he did really so which i, I found out recently is that he 
he has a songwriting credit on the song Sweet But Psycho by Ava Max. I don't know if you've heard it. It came out in 2018. It was huge. He felt like he never got any serious acclaim for his music until like that song made it big. Right. He was doing like, you know, party music as takes and it was very like, you know, character and kind of stupid. Um, and then after that song came out, he started actually getting like number uh, number one songs. Uh, the first of which was Jegvilike Leve, I Don't Want to Live. Christ. Which had like the hook of I don't want to live, but I don't want to die. So we might as well keep go- like might as well do what we're doing. Jesus. And that is infinitely more interesting as a song than this is, because I like understand that sentiment and it feels true. But I'm a I'm a fallen angel is nothing. To I'm a me. I'm a final fallen angel. Uh, have, she's so high above me, the American so, Idol. <laughs> Not American Idol. Idol above me. She's so lovely. It's just that I have full respect for whatever his story might be, even though I think it's irrelevant. But it doesn't. It doesn't connect to this at all. This is like because so, we started so, out talking about Lil Nas X. This is what the straight version of that looks yeah, like. Yeah. This is just so heterosexual. It disgusts me. Um, it's not. This is like yeah, a man trying to tell you how much you mean to him while simultaneously showing that he knows nothing about you at all. Just like you're this, you're in he- you're up in heaven. Oh, I can't reach you, and I'm like, you've never had a conversation with me where you've let me speak even once. I've had multiple men treat me like this in my life and let me tell you it is my least favorite thing in the world there is just like yeah you've never let me speak the only thing you like about me is that i let you talk to me about your life the thing that strikes me is is you know with this whole narrative of takes and andreas and whatever it may be i don't think it's clear enough for me to like succinctly tell it from my perspective because you know i hear what he says and i'm trying to like relay that to you but the story isn't clear enough for me to tell you what the story is compactly right so i'm just like if you don't want the takes personality then why are you still performing as the takes personality if you feel like it's overshadowing andreas but you're not being andreas in this but you're still being party personality ticks. It's just, it's it's like the, the blending of the egos here is interesting, but not in like a textually intended way. Yeah. It's that sort of like media criticism where I'm like, I could see this as being really interesting if I like had the facts and I could relay them to you properly. But right now I'm just seeing a guy dressed in angel wings singing whining a whiny shitty song it's not very good as a song and that is i think what matters what matters the most to me is that i hate it so much that i think it's so so bad eventually and i don't know anything about him and nobody watching eurovision on the night is gonna know anything about him besides that he has tourette's yeah, I think that's that's my point. I think that's the talking point that is easy to explain. Everything I've told you about, like, it's his personality and his music didn't get recognized. I'm like, no one fucking cares about his personal, like, creative journey. No one in any country, no commentator is going to explain, like, oh, well, he had a songwriting credit on this song and that made him go, no! The song also isn't about that. Exactly. The song is about, oh, I'm so straight and a woman showed me like any affection ever and i'm not now i'm completely emotionally dependent on her it's not about him or his journey or whatever so it doesn't matter what his journey has been up till this point for as much as it sucks that the demons let go of the chains though i do think the one moment where the camera goes up and there's like you know the lightning on the floor and the demons run around him is the only striking image in the entire thing. They let go because it produces a striking image of like, you know, the whirlwind of storm and the whirlwind of demons running around the angel. And it's like, okay, this is But if one... it had been properly staged, yes, they the would have been holding on to the fucking chains and wrapping him up in them. Of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> the chains would mean something. 
Um, this doesn't mean anything. Like, what are the demons? Like, I'm fighting all of my demons. Yeah, okay, so the demons represent, you know, your anxieties, your fears, society, <laughs> sure. Like The, the expectations. fear that this woman won't, like, give up her entire life to be with you. Sure, but if you're, like, giving it the most charitable read, it's like the demons are, you know, the, the personality that he's bound to. But he's still dressed as, like, the larger-than-life angel. So... It's not like these demons are dragging him back into a lifestyle that he doesn't want to be a part of. He's, it just doesn't work narratively. It doesn't work narratively, but it, it's just like the song isn't about his life. It's so irrelevant. Yeah, everything the I've just told you so sounds completely irrelevant. Care. Because I can't make it sound like it matters to this song. Like it I'm doesn't. Just, the song yeah, exactly. about any no, of it. That's what we're both saying. We're I saying the same thing. Saying, it's so I'm, frustrating. I want to represent all of the story that I've read about this person, but I'm also like, I can't see where it matters. And I hate saying that about like what is a person's personal journey. I hate being like, well, that doesn't matter. But you have three minutes on a Eurovision stage. You have 30 seconds to be introduced. The only interesting thing is where your name comes from. Yeah. And I hate that I'm being so dismissive of someone who... Clearly has lore. Has lore and is trying to, like, open up about, like, you know, his psyche, but isn't doing it well. And, like, clearly this person also, like, expresses that he wants to go through, like, personal growth, but doesn't really seem to be doing it. And it's just, like... He's I, not, you're making he's no Sandro. You're make yeah. You're making me feel bad because I do feel like I have to think and discuss it. But I think you should just see a therapist. Anyway, men will literally go to Eurovision instead of seeing a therapist. I mean, we've only listened to six songs. This is the worst one so far. Okay, but I will tell you for a fact, there's going to come a point where you've listened to this a couple of times and it does start to sound catchy. I think he does that like that kind of persona really well in his other work. But having this carried forward as like, you know, your outing into Europe makes this who you are. You can't do a song about subverting the expectations of you as the first thing people are going to see of you. Yeah, you really... And that's where it completely falls flat and it just doesn't work. We could have had Kano. We've already had Kano. Yeah, but we've never had enough. We've never had enough Kano. It's true. Prince William was voted as the sexiest boss. <laughs> no. Ultimate betrayal. It is a betrayal. Norway. It is a betrayal. And I was like, I, I heard uh, Fallen Angel or uh, Ut of Morket as it was first in Norwegian. And I was like, I don't know who, like, I genuinely found myself thinking, I don't know who Tix is. Oh, he's popular. Oh God, but it's not good. And then like, as it won, you know, I started reading more into like, who is this even? And got all the story that I was able to tell you. And I know I'm invested in Kaino already from being at Eurovision, but it's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> Alas, that sort of like comparison and that sort of betrayal is is part and parcel of being a Eurovision fan and of national finals. But I am I am sorry that I um, told you and showed you this betrayal. 
Uh, it is much like a Judas. It's much like the ultimate betrayal uh, of Jesus Christ by Judas. Yes, Judas Iscariot. Yes, uh, Judas Iscariot. You have to because there were two Judases and one of them was okay. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about that. You, it was Judas Iscariot who sold out Jesus for twenty three silver pieces, sure, or something, by going like the the man I kiss is. Yeshua the Christ. It's like, yeah, I will sell him out, but only if, if the amount of money that I get is a prime number. Yeah. Um, but there was another Judas. Right. And he was like an all What did he do? Dude. Fuck if I know. I'm, I'm not an expert on biblical stuff. I just like Umberto Eco books. And I listen to Apocrypals, which is a really good podcast, which is kind of like the Eurovision division of Bible studies. One, is... one expert, yeah, one yeah. kind of enthusiast. Okay. You have taken the segue that I had ready away from me, but I'm going to do it anyway. There may have been two Judases, <laughs> and, there, and there may be two Amens, but there is only one El Diablo. Yeah, 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 yes. There he is. There he is. Finally, there he is you the devil. have been waiting for him. I really have. I really we, have been waiting for the devil. We've been praying. Uh, the angel has then fallen, and now we are finally facing El Diablo. Just another interesting Bible fact that I learned from Apocrypals. Satan, the devil, does not get mentioned in the Bible that often. Yeah, no, that is that is a thing. I remember you talking about that. He's about to be mentioned in Eurovision Division, um, so let's go. Maybe. Uh, this one's coming to us from uh, Cyprus. Yes. Cyprus never disappoints. I mean, Cyprus sometimes disappoints, but is always interesting. This year, Cyprus is sending Elena Tsagrinou. Goodbye, Sandro. Alas. We'll miss you, Sandro. We, we knew but he reached the apotheosis I mean, of like, yeah, his personal like, what could he what, do? Where else could he have where gone? Where else could he take it? Exactly. Uh, they are like sending... an I Love My Wife song. A wife guy song. Oh, that's good. Like a wife guy song. Yeah. Oh, Damn it. Okay. We miss you, Sandro. Uh, instead, we have Elena Tsagrinou bringing us El Diablo. Oh, so this is just Lady Gaga's Judas? <laughs> yeah. we gonna dance in the moonlight, dropping on the floor. What the fuck was that? Then now we gonna dance in the moonlight, and then we're gonna do it some more. So bad. I'm breaking the Jesus Christ! No, El Diablo. I stand by what I said. Cyprus never disappoints. I mean, yeah, disappointing isn't what this is. No, it is bad. I was trying very hard to maintain my uh, pa pa poker face, pa pa poker face. Um, when we were talking about Judas, Judas, uh, us. To not show what I thought of the song. While we were listening to it. But then you said... This is just Judas? And I was like, well... Yeah. <laughs> okay, for, for, first of all, first of all, first of all. It, like, yes, this is a Lady Gaga song, but, like, not good. But, um... Cyprus is too close to Spain? No. Like, no, it's... I know it's not, but, like... Cyprus is basically Turkey. Geographically... I'm just saying it's... It's 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 very far away from Spain. No, uh, it's not even like I, I said I said last time that Malta was close to Cyprus. It's it's you know, like they're both islands in the Mediterranean. They're not that close together. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like they're they're both too like close in my brain. They are Mediterranean. They are both right? Mediterranean and, and I'm like you can't do like like when Russia did a Spanish thing last year, I was also like, "This is this is bad," but at least it's like R R Russia and Spain are culturally so far removed from each other that it it is 
kind of more acceptable sure, for them yeah. to like do a bad impression of sp- of Spanish. It's like we did a song that was half English and half German. German is a is an official language of Belgium. Yes, that's true. So yeah, no, try again. Try again. <laughs> like, like Danish. If we did a song in Danish, that if would be... If we did a real like, Danish song, that would be... Like, no, we're too... It, it's too close. Yeah, because at least if we did a song in Italian, if Belgium did a song in Italian, I feel like it would be like a Rocco Granata style about like Italian immigrants, of which there were a lot in Belgium. So that would yeah. be... That would land... And we've done Spanish we've songs, done too. Spanish we've songs had Bella Perez. In, in, in the... Never went to Eurovision, but was, like, in the national selection. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we might have at one point sent a song in Spanish, and people would have been like, the fuck is this about? <laughs> because, you know, the Spanish, no matter what, somehow it, it, it is... It perseveres through many countries to have, like, you know, some kind of Spanish lyrics in there, because it sounds exotic. Yeah, that's that's it. Like Cyprus to me is as exotic as Spain. Yes, to to someone from Central Europe, it's like, why are you doing Spanish? I think Cyprus and Spain. Again, my geography is so bad that I won't say like they are as far removed. Like Spain yeah. is as far from Belgium as Cyprus is from Belgium. Geographically, that might not be true, but emotionally, it's true. Like Spain is. <laughs> Faraway exotic country, uh, Cyprus is faraway exotic country. Yes, in the opposite direction, but from Central Europe, which ostensibly, I mean, Belgium is the most central place in Europe. I mean, Brussels is literal. What I'm saying, from that perspective, it's like, what? Why are you going to Spain? What? What? That's one thing. That's one thing. Second thing is like, it's too Lady Gaga. As uh, the first song we listened to is to Billie Eilish. But, like, even worse, because she didn't even do anything visually interesting the way that Lady Gaga might. What she does here, um, and now that you bring up visuals, is, is something that I don't know if you're fully equipped to talk about, but I want to bring up is the, like, you know, shirtless men as demons painted black. That is very problematic. It's a bit problematic, is it not? You know, oh like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, I I saw the more as like yeah like charcoal the, the, painted. Sure, like, yes, that's the point. Like it, I know it that's is, the point, but now that you mention it, so oh, you charcoal, shouldn't do that. Actually, like, you know, demons from hell. Yes, I get it. Someone in the production process probably should have caught that. The visual of like just the visual of just like painting these people black to be like demons is maybe not it. And we, like, also, just the visual of painting people black. Yes, is yes, bad. Yes, but doing it especially to code them also mm-hmm. as like seductive other demons makes it another layer to it. I don't know. We mentioned like the Universo uh, creatures from Spain last yeah. year that were also mm-hmm. basically like skin painted, but had like. You know, sparkle paint, so it... Yeah, like purple glitter, really crusty. It immediately already, like, othered it to a non-human hue um, that is kind of better. I don't know. It's it's just a little. It's just a little unfortunate to both this and Fallen Angel have like you know the black shapes, um, which I get. I get what that is, and a, a black shape isn't necessarily like, ooh, unfortunately racist, right? But these are like shirtless men painting. Yeah, black. at least the the black shapes in in Fallen Angel like had wings and horns and no faces. Yeah, so it was like, okay, these are like you know, these are like gargoyles, the faceless gargoyle like, yeah. demons around like him trying to hold himself up as a bastion. Yeah. Uh, it, in it, this case... It's still an unfortunate, but I get, like, not thinking too hard about the trope of that visual. I mean, in this case, she is the beautiful blonde woman yeah. being seduced by El Diablo. Um, so, it's still not good. Uh, I also just want to say, like, 
serious discussion about like racist imagery aside, I hate any song that has la 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 la. It's terrible, isn't it? It makes me. It's terrible, isn't it? Throw something I through mean, the television screen. I know. I said. I know. I said that Anna Sokolich's "Amen" was maybe the worst song I'd ever heard, or like the the song I hated the most. I genuinely think this might be the worst song anyone has ever recorded. It's so. It's bad. such a mess. It's, it throws so many like different musical ideas. Following each other, like what? What is it she, she does? Like she does like a weirdly like moany. She she does mi amor, mi amor. and it's it's so grating. Every time I've heard it, it makes me like burst out laughing. Like I'll hear this. I'll I'll have this on shuffle. I have. You made like the phone gesture because I'm some... listening on my phone. Oh yeah, Spotify on my phone. Call me. <laughs> call me. El um, No, I'll... <laughs> call me by your name. Sorry, I'll um, have this on shuffle on Spotify or whatever, and it'll. I, I know in the second chorus because now I know that the touch me, touch me. Like she may as well have done like an eye puppy. (laughs) She literally changes like the way she sounds. The backing track kind of like tones back, cuts out as she does the like moany, (laughs) moany baby voice. Me amor, and it's just like, oh, I'm fucky. I'm like, oh my god, my spine is being like rolled up. Choice is along that line, and it's all just so much. And I mean, I love a song that's explicitly fucky, which is, in this case, like, it has that going for it. Yeah, but I don't buy her as horny. That's fair. I don't think she's actually horny. It's less about her being horny and more about her being being seduced by... No, because if you're being seduced, then you're being horny. Like, then you are horny. You're being made horny. She's just, like, really focused on looking sexy. Okay. Which I don't like. I forgot about this. I remember thinking this when I first saw the video. I thought to myself, before I even, like, critically looked at the song, well, Mira's gonna hate this, because she does not change her expression even once throughout that entire thing. exactly. She has no emotion, and, like, you're not being photographed, you're being filmed. Change your expression. This isn't a photo shoot. Which means that the, the the entire thing that this song is sort of like carrying forward, the entire way that it's being presented, isn't about like what's the emotional journey that she's going through of like possibly like, you know, an abusive uh, or a toxic relationship of like, you know, being really sold to this one e- e- quote unquote evil figure of the devil. But he keeps convincing me because he tells me I'm his angel. And like that conflicted feeling isn't part of the presentation. The presentation is of being Instagram sexy the entire time through. Yeah. Of being like hips back, tips forward, duck face. The way she stretches herself mm-hmm. out the entire time. <laughs> I don't want to like criticize a woman on her appearance oh. or like the way she carries herself. Sure. Like no, like that's also problematic. But like I get it. But it but is it is the presentation of this entire thing. The present. Is so grating to me. Like, please have a personality. <laughs> like, I wish, I wish for Meatloaf, I will do anything for love, but I won't do that video. Because there I'm like, I actually believe that this woman is like super into this busted fucking gargoyle, aka Meatloaf. <laughs> like, they're so horny for each other. He's that on is a the thing. motorbike, they're in is... a castle. They're like, yes, this absolutely. Is, this, this is, is just, just her in yeah. a black cube posing. Meatloaf is not an attractive man, but when you look at songs, you know, like, like Paradise by the Dashboard Light, that performance where he's just so sweaty and nasty. Oh my god, um, yeah, you feel any it. Any Meatloaf song, he's not physically attractive (laughs) however you feel that there is some kind of sexual energy there that feels real and feels like not to say inviting but like but like you could also relatable to some extent yeah relatable um which is different from yeah the 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 baby voice 
while, while I'm being sexy. Because that is a performance. Now, the song has caught uh, attention internationally um, after the Orthodox Church of Cyprus uh, made a big deal about it promoting devil worship. Now I like it. Now I like the song again. No, I don't. Uh, but like, basically, like, the church did reject, like, you know, the metaphorical interpretation that we were just talking about as, like, you know, toxic relationship or, like, you know, power and someone, someone's position making them like the devil, but rather instead seeing it as, nope, this is a clean-cut call for devil worship, which... I am going to give to the church because of the creepy children's choir that comes in at the end chanting, I love El Diablo. <laughs> like, you can laugh at the, the Christian fundamentalist, well, whatever you want. There is a children's choir they in this. They didn't make Cypriotic children yeah. sing that like, they love the devil. <laughs> That does. That did happen. They did actually make actual children sing that. Like as stupid as it is, you can hear it. It's there. If I yeah, if I was the Orthodox Church of Cyprus and I heard that, I'd be like, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that they did that. I don't want that. I don't want that. No, I don't want that. Because usually, when you know music that I hear is being accused of devil worship, I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. give me more of it, such as call me by your name, <laughs> my little Nas X, we've come for And that's circle. how we've come for full circle, yeah. We also played D&D, which in the 80s was like the whole satanic panic, satanic panic focus, thing. which yeah, is so weird. Which is so weird, because it's the, the nerdiest game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but, you but could be a can... devil worshipper in... D&D, but you can also be a paladin and love God. Uh, it's like the Harry Potter thing of like, oh, it's promoting witchcraft. It was actually pr- pr- promoting transphobia. Yeah, <laughs> um, but in this case, I'm like, yeah, there, there might be some, like, it's not actively doing it, no. But, but they did is, make children say Tyler. <laughs> it did happen. Again, Cyprus never disappoints. Anyway, I can't believe there was a category called fucking angels and demons and i liked one of the four songs like this is an insult to me personally yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry about this you really got my hopes up on this one you really got my hopes up i do think that el diablo is also the song that made me realize that i no longer care about whether my opinion is correct or in line with the the consensus because mm-hmm. a lot of people like it why I, yeah and i don't i don't i am possibly at a point where i'm just like the the fan rankings and whatever you have is not something i need to engage with it is not something that gives me any enjoyment I like hearing this and laughing at how she says, me amor. The only opinion other than your own that you need to care about is mine. Exactly. That's it. Like, I don't need to... That's the podcast. I don't need to gauge, like, how I feel about this based on, like, yeah, but what do people at large think? What do the odds think about this song? What matters really is, do I like this? Or what about this, like, bothers me? Um, that's Will more, my girlfriend like this? That's more interesting than than me trying to defend to you that, like... But people seem to like it. I think this year has a lot of d- divisive songs like that. I'm going to have my own opinion on this. And, and I'm going to carry that, you know, forth towards all of these. I think this is a side effect of a year-long quarantine. Sure. I've noticed yes. in, in myself, too, in, like, interacting with other people, I am less, so much less willing to, like... like gloss over things i don't agree with i'm so much less willing to like be nice just to keep this conversation yeah but i'm not saying that i'm being combative but i don't i don't think it's about being combative i think it's about having spent so much time with yourself that you trust yourself yeah no that's a good point yeah I trust my own opinion about how I want to live my life a lot more, which is why I yelled at that guy <laughs> next to the dog. Park. Just like, yeah, this is this is what I like. I know this now because 
all I know is about me. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been in a group in so long that I've not had to like follow group opinion just to like not make a big deal of myself. It's good positive like personal growth for both of us. Yeah, and I mean it's still like everyone's everyone's fucking prerogative to like the song that they like for whatever reason that they do. This one was written with lyrics by Laurel Barker, so that's one of the reasons I hate it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hotter than sriracha on our bodies, to taco tamale, yeah, that's my mood. All this spicy melts my icy edges, baby, it's true. Tonight we're gonna burn in a party, it's heaven in hell with you. Mama mamacita, tell me what to do. Lola lola loca, I'm breaking the rules. The worst lyrics ever written. Sriracha isn't even... Spanish. Is, isn't Sriracha, like, Asian? I, yeah, I think so. Isn't Sriracha, like, from an Asian company? I mean, tacos aren't Spanish. They're no, Latin I mean, American. Like, so, he's, he's no, okay. But, like, <laughs> those references are not about Spain. No. I think Latin Americans also get even more, like sexualized in a problematic way than actual Spanish people. It is fucking buck wild that what is ostensibly a native English speaker like Laurel Barker continues to write the worst English I've ever heard. Um, but here we are. It's a theme in Eurovision, though. Uh, so our sincerest apologies if you liked any of these songs and we didn't, but this is about us. Uh... If you want to... You're listening for us. We are the hosts. Uh, I've been Yeroon. I've been Mira. You can follow the show at Eurodivision on Twitter. You can follow Lil Nas X on Twitter too. Highly recommend. And share the show with your friend. You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, or wherever you like your podcasts. Write a review for the show on whichever podcasting platform you prefer. Thank you for listening, and let us leave you with a good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.